Hey, what's going on, Florida's Fourth Estate? So glad to have you with us on another edition of this podcast <laughs> that we uh, we truly enjoy, and especially when we can do a timely thing like we're doing today. We're talking about gator mating season. Yeah, those males are on the prowl. The Barry White's playing, and things are getting exciting. My name's Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. We are so excited to have you here. Why is it always Barry White playing? It, could it be like a Jonas Brothers singing? Oh, no, Jonas time? Brothers <laughs> ruined the mood. I don't know. What do you mean? The, the Joe Bros? Is that how you get down in the Gadsden house? No. Listen, that's none of your business. Um, <laughs> we are excited to talk about gator mating season because it really does impact us all. If you watch the news, you know that we're talking more about alligators these days because we're seeing them in other places because they're looking for love in all the wrong places. So the person that we love to have on, pre-pandemic we had him on, he brought some cool things into the studio. But now that we're still social distancing, we have Brandon Fisher from Gatorland joining us. Brandon, it is so good to see you. Good morning. Good to see you guys. It's amazing. I feel like I haven't seen you in like forever and I talked and the last time you guys talked to, you know, our CEO, Mark, and, and I mean, we love you guys and, and love to be on. And of course it's that season right now. So. Yeah. What's yeah. happening? Are all the little gators swiping right on their Tinder accounts? What's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I think, I think if there was an alligator Tinder, then they probably would be. But uh, I mean, you know, especially here at Gatorland, you know, all our big males, they're out there swimming around. They're looking for the ladies. They're making noises to them, trying to attract them. And if, uh, you know, they're they're the they're the man, the females are going to breed with them. And, and out there in the wild, same things are going on. And it's a little crazy this time of year in Florida. But look behind you right now. We're like, should we just warn you if one's creeping up on you? But they look so chill right now. You, you probably should, but most people don't. They wait for the inevitable to happen. <laughs> So, well, I mean, it's a uh, show yeah. at Gatorland, right? I mean, we're exactly. looking for the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What you guys don't know, I have eyes right in the back of my head, so I see everything going. I'm just kidding. Well, good then. You see that one behind you on the move? <laughs> Not at all, but. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it is a fun time of year for you guys. I am curious. We, we haven't really talked since the pandemic. Uh, how's business? Are are the tourists starting to come back? Have the Floridians kept you guys uh, kept you guys doing well? Oh, definitely. You know, listen, business is going great right now here at Gatorland. People are visiting, which we absolutely love. Crazy, crazy 2020, but we're happy 2021's here. And uh, we had an amazing spring break. A lot of visitors. Uh, the locals definitely kept us in business, and we love our locals and, and are happy for the Floridians to be here. And, and you know, Gatorland has been around since 1949. You can't get much Florida uh, or better Florida than coming to Gatorland. You know, if you want the real authentic thing, you come here, you get to see these guys. And we want to teach everybody about these. Like the, You know, that's, that's one of our, our mission statements is to teach everybody how to be safe around them. Mm -hmm. There's about a million and a half to two million alligators in the state of Florida. So you got to be careful around. I mean, you got to know what you're doing, and, and especially if you're visiting or if you live here. Um, so that's what we strive to do every single day. And and with it being gator breeding season right now, you got to be extra careful because they are definitely out and about. Yeah, they they definitely are. And you know, but I, I'm not surprised that business picked up for you guys because look at the beautiful setting. You're outside. And you can breathe in that fresh air so people don't have to worry about anything. But they do have to worry because it is mating season. And for those who are not familiar with the mating habits of a gator, oh, look at that one. He's okay. Um, 
<laughs> Tell us a little bit about what they would sound like without making one want to mate with you right now. It's going to be an interesting podcast, guys. Gators make all kinds of noises. And, uh, you know, real quick here before we do this, this one that I was just showing you that's coming up behind me, his name's Turnpike. And uh, I think Turnpike has it out for me. He's actually a wild alligator. We got uh, two, two and a half years ago. Uh, so he was caught off the Turnpike, hence the name Turnpike. And uh, he was just a nuisance gator. But we got him in with a, another one as part of our uh, conservation efforts through our, our conservation arm called Gatorland Global, um, trying to rescue some of these guys. So Turnpike's out there doing his normal thing. But, you know, they make all kinds of noises. They bellow. They hiss. They pop their jaws. They slap their tails. It's all communication. And the bellow is something that the big males do. Both males and females do it, but the males are the more impressive one. And it happens all the time during breeding season. So they suck in a bunch of air, and then they blow it out. And when they blow it out, it kind of sounds like this. It kind of goes... Like that. That was the best impression. That's that terrifying. A, l- a little bit, you know? But when they do it, it's so loud and, and so... Um, I don't really know the word for it, but it's like it's super impressive because what we hear is just that grumble. What we're not hearing is a whole bunch of other low frequencies that only the alligators can hear. And that's all the communication for them. And when the males do it, because it's so powerful, they're blowing out all that air. It causes the water to vibrate and the water beads. And like if you put it on slow motion camera, the water beads bounce right off their back. And they say, it's called the water dance, and they say that whoever's beads bounce the highest, he's the man. He's the one to breed with. Oh, isn't wow. that always the I, I wish you were that easy as a human, huh? You <laughs> just make <laughs> the water beads bounce. It really is. And, it, I mean, listen, and, and on top of that, other than bellowing, the males will try and press the females by blowing bubbles under their belly. And if she likes them, she'll breed with them. If she doesn't like them, she'll bite them and run away. And that's like real life. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very like realistic first like never do you're that like again. no you just get tear his leg off and get out of there uh so i hear it can be sort so i've seen some video during mating season to where these gators are like wrestling around it's like a wrestling match is that the guys interacting with the other guys or is that when the lady gets how do we know what's what Oh, definitely. So, um, you know, typically a male's going to have his territory. And before we get into breeding season, which down here in Florida, we've had a lot of warm winters over the last few years. And that's kind of started things off earlier than normal. Typical breeding season starts at the end of April, beginning of May, goes all the way through till about June when females lay their eggs. And then, of course, it takes about 60, 65 days for those eggs to hatch out. So about the end of August, beginning of September is when those babies hatch and we're in nesting season. But we've noticed over the last few years that breeding is starting into February, middle of March, maybe beginning of April, um, all those behaviors. So it's starting a little earlier, I think, because of the weather. So what ends up happening is these males have their territory. I'm moving out of the way. Some of these guys are starting to get bored and moving towards me. Um, <laughs> But what they <laughs> what they do is the males will chase everything out of their territory. Females, little alligators, everything. And then slowly they start letting the females in to try and breed and impress them. Um, and so when one starts fighting, they make that noise, they bellow. One might not like it. Another male go after the male trying to do it um, or trying to trying to bellow. 
Um, or he might just not like somebody in his territory that's swimming by and he decides to go after mm-hmm. them. So typically when they, when they get into breeding season, they are fighting. They are trying to be impressive, especially the males. They're trying to vouch to be able to breed with as many females as possible. And it's all a huge hierarchy thing. Uh, you must have done something to turn Pike because every time you move up, he is <laughs> on your tail. After that bucket, bucket of food. Right <laughs> so is that what? The, is that why they're creeping in? They think you're going to feed oh, them. Definitely why they're creeping in. They see it. They know what's going on. So we're going to have to uh, try and. Well, you know what? I tell you what. Let's give them, let's give him a little taste here. Real oh quick. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's give him a little something, and, and this we can. This is what we, we call in the business an action so, shot. Hey, that guy's missing a foot. He is, so he came to us like that. So that happened out in the wild. Um, Gators are resilient. These guys have been around since the dinosaurs, and they can literally get part of their foot, part of their tail bit off in a fight or something, or a big chunk taken out of them, and they'll never regrow it, but literally within three to four weeks it heals over. So funny enough, which is really cool, not necessarily funny, but they have a four-chambered heart like we do, and they have an extra valve, which allows them to control that blood flow. So they can literally shut the blood like when that got bit off in some fight, however long ago, his blood, his system shut the blood flow down to there to be able to let it heal up in that time frame. And again, never regrew it, but as adapting to uh, not having a turnpike. Open up, buddy. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 What is happening? How do you feel so comfortable around? I don't get it. How do you feel so comfortable with this giant? <laughs> They asked me if I was the right amount of dumb on the application. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's just, it's a whole bunch of years of working with these guys and all the training we go through to be super safe here. So, um, you know, we, we, we can watch these guys. We can observe these guys and know what they're about to do. Again, everyone has their own personality, some more calm than others. But, um, you know, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years now. So I still have that healthy fear. Never lose that healthy fear of these guys, but I'm, I'm comfortable than most. Well, it is impressive because they are going, they've been here long before us and they're going to be here long after us because they can adapt so well to everything. And just that close up shot, you know, people are afraid of gators and they should be. But just looking at Turnpike's face, he's, he's kind of pretty. He's kind of handsome. There's something special about his face. Definitely. They're, I mean, they're cute all in their own way, you know. I mean, they're not fuzzy and furry, and, and you can cuddle up to them, but they definitely have those personalities that, that we pinpoint here, and, and we all have our favorites here uh, at Gatorland, the ones that we work with closely. And Turnpike, I've liked him since he came to us, and for whatever reason, he has it out for me, and he's always trying to come after me. Uh, he's not necessarily my favorite, but he's one of my favorites. So I, w- I want to know who's your favorite and who is the biggest, Brandon. Oh, Buddy's our biggest, and he's my favorite. I've been working with him <laughs> many years. So, Buddy lives out here in the marsh. He's just right around the corner there. He's being uh, kind of the king of the swamp during this breeding season. He definitely is. And he's 13 feet, 8 inches, and weighs about 1,200 pounds. Hello. Wow. He's oh a big boy. Yeah. Buddy's going to get any lady he wants, I think. Pretty much he does. Oh, yeah. Yes. I bet the water <laughs> droplets just fall off of Buddy. <laughs> Um, hey, I want to ask you about a story. We've had a few stories in the news recently, and I know you guys get involved in many of them because you're kind of like the spokespeople for gators in this area. We had this situation to where folks in Apopka found these gators with their mouths and eyes taped shut. Somebody had just taped them up. Not just one. I'm talking three of these gators were found. Yep. And 
just released him back into, I guess, die a slow, awful death. We got some pictures here running on the screen now. Brandon, what do you think of people? I mean, I've heard people try to rationalize that, oh, maybe somebody was trapping it and accidentally released it or something uh, like that. That's baloney. That doesn't happen three times. What do you think about that particular situation? Uh, well, listen, honestly, it is an absolute terrible, terrible thing to do. Um, you know, our... Our hearts here at Gatorland working with these animals every single day and knowing how they are like that. That's possibly the worst thing to happen to an alligator. And this isn't really the only time that it's ever happened. It's happened multiple times over the years. Every so often a story like this definitely pops up and somebody just being really stupid and and not caring about the environment, not caring about these animals and you know, taping them up for one. Yeah, sure. They can breathe. They only breathe through their nostrils. So the alligator is never going to stop not being able to breathe, but now the alligator can't eat because they can't break out of that tape. They can't see, um, which they do need, but I mean, their strongest sense, their sense of feeling. So in, in that aspect, you know, the alligator is going to be able to survive for a little while, but not very long. And absolute, absolute terrible thing. We, we hate to see it. We don't want it to happen. That's why we really try to educate the public on these animals and, and the do's and don'ts around them. Um, and for that, you know, I, I know that couple, uh, that first found the alligators and reported it, put up a $500 reward for any information or try and find who did it. And and we jumped right on the ball to be able to donate some more money towards that reward to try and help find these people that did something really, really terrible. Yeah, that I mean, whoever did that, there's just jack wagons because just, <laughs> just leave them alone. Just, just leave them alone. Right. You know, whatever. They'll get their comeuppance, I think, because at some point they're not going to be lucky enough to tape it shut and that gator's going to get a hold of them and then yeah. there's going to be a roll. Yeah. Um, they deserve so. to look like old turnpike. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe that'll well, What's going to happen them. is if they do it again and then they get attacked in the process, the alligator again ultimately loses in that that bout you know we, we yeah. hope that doesn't happen you know um yeah. but i i part of me hopes karma comes back to those that did it because yeah. Yeah. That's a terrible thing absolutely i mean you're living in florida okay that's where they live sorry right we just have to learn how to live together. exactly brandon some of the folks are watching these birds walk around as if they're just the the king of the castle over here how did the <laughs> did the gators not want to eat them what what is happening with that situation that storyline these these are black buzzards, so type of vulture here, and they fly in for a free meal. They're they're good for the environment because they clean up all the you know the dead stuff, uh, but they're more or less a pest here at Gatorland. They're wild birds, and again they fly in here. The gators get them every once in a while, but think about it: these alligators here at Gatorland are fed by us. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much modern day couch potatoes. You know why go chicken after a bird when they're getting a hand fed to them. Um, and that's what happens with alligators in the wild. They get used to people. You know, that's why Turnpike was caught and brought here to Gatorland because somebody had been feeding him and he was coming too close. So um, same thing with these birds. You know, they, they don't want to go after them. But every once in a while when you're visiting, you might see your own National Geographic right in front of you. That might happen. <laughs> Oh, and they get the chicken there. I remember when I was a kid, there was a uh, legless, it was a croc, and he was yeah. humongous. And every time they hung one of those chickens out, that guy would come up. The same croc would just was just yep. dominating the chicken competition. So they're not settling for vulture out there. They've got not the good all. stuff. They get, they get the good stuff. I mean, they get Purdue, you know. They get the, 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 the good chicken, the good top line top sirloin steak good oh my gosh they're they're in the top of the top so 
it, it's a life of luxury for how, these. How kids. much meat do you guys go through in like a week there at Gatorland? Um, exactly a week. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but in a whole year, we go between two hundred and three hundred thousand pounds of meat Jeez. every day. and that's oh between God. chicken, fish, and red meat. Good heavens! Wow, that yep. that's a lot of meat. Hey, it's a lot of mouths. To it's feed a, well, yeah, look and look at them. They're all doing pretty well too. Yeah, I don't they're see fat a and happy among them for sure. <laughs> no, they're, they're 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 fat and happy. Believe me. <laughs> okay, so what should we do? You know, we also had an encounter, uh, a situation where there was one in the parking lot, I, I think, uh, of a Wendy's, and it was kind of like going after. They say going after. We don't know uh, a customer or something. Uh, when we see something like that, or we see one in a parking lot, I know everyone knows not to approach it. What should we do? Well, first off, I want to know why it always seems to happen at a Wendy's. <laughs> I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was a guy that, a Florida man story where a guy tossed a gator through a Wendy's drive through window. That happened a few <laughs> years ago. And That's so right. It always seems to be happening at a Wendy's. So I don't know what's going on with Wendy's, but nonetheless, you know, you, you if you find yourself in a situation, whether it's in a Wendy's parking lot, out in the wild, here at Gatorland, you know, and you have an alligator coming towards you, you want to get away from it. Don't approach it. Don't come up to it. Don't feed it. Don't touch it. None of that. Let it be. I mean, I'm sure that alligator just happened to be walking, searching for a body of water, going from one body of water to the next. Um, it is breeding season, so they are out and about moving, and the parking lot just happened to be in the way. So, I'm not 100% sure if it chased after anybody because they don't see us as food were way too big. Mm-hmm. But, hey, maybe that gator just wanted to get his chicken nugget on. <laughs> you know? Maybe he did. Maybe the chili. The chili is what draws in ginger most of the time. Well, well you know what happened. He got a frosty reception. <laughs> oh, look at you. Nicely done, Ginger Gadsden. Oh, man. Well, this is always fun. So as people are out watching, as we we get ready to let you go here to feed these gators, what should they do if they come across one of these big fellas on the turnpike or at a Wendy's or whatever right now? Because they are a little more aggressive at the moment. So really, your your best bet, if you find, again, you find yourself in this situation, um, get away as quickly as you can. Um, Again, they don't see us in food. We're way too big for them. Alligators run about seven to nine miles an hour. And the thing is, is when they move, they don't start from zero, push on that gas pedal and accelerate to nine miles an hour. They start at nine miles an hour when they go. But it's that first lunge, that first jump. So if you're within 10 feet of that alligator and it wants to get you, good chances are it could. Um, Again, like I said, they don't seize this food. We're way too big for them. They like to eat small things like fish, turtles, and frogs out in the wild there. Um, But... You know what? You, a lot of people never see alligators out in the wild. So you find yourself in that situation, back up, look at them, take a picture of them. Look at them through, you know, some binoculars or something if you're far enough away. But it, admire it because it might be the only time you ever get to see it, but you never want to approach it. And especially if you're walking your pets around, you know, in the evening or early morning, stay away from the water. Give yourself a good buffer, 20, 25 feet away from the water's edge. That's where the alligators are going to be hanging out, especially as the sun comes out. Like these guys are doing right now, they just want to sit out in that sun and warm up. That's what they do. So you just want to give yourself that distance. Yeah, because we have had a couple of incidents where, uh, you know, a guy had to like wrestle his little puppy from the jaws of a, a gator and someone in, in the Tampa area recently yeah. did that. And it, it makes sense they're going after the, the dog because it's smaller and, and not the person. Yeah. One, one last thing so we can get it on the record. 
because when I first moved to Florida, like in 2006, and they're like, if you encounter a gator, it's like, run zigzag. That is not true. That is not. You just explained it with that lunge thing. <laughs> no zig or zag is going to get me out of the way of that lunge. No, no. It's just, unless, you're, unless you've conquered running zigzag when you leave the club on a Friday night, um, you're definitely not running zigzag. You're in trip and fall. Gators are going to go straight, get you anyway. Um, and they're quick. I mean, these guys can turn on a dime. They're very flexible. They can turn around and bite their own tails. Even this one sitting right here that's pretty much full grown can turn around and bite its own tail. So they're very flexible. So that was made up a long time ago by somebody who wanted to see their friends get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like somebody, yeah, somebody uh, who works at a gator place is like, oh, yeah, run. Uh, I'll tell you what, just run side to side. You'll be fine. I would have thought I could have jumped a chain link fence a few years ago, and then I saw a picture yeah. of a gator climbing one of those. So, yeah. Good luck. Just say your prayers. That's a question, too. But listen, you're being chased by gator. Do what we do. Trip your friend and walk. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't be the slowest one around. Man, this has been a fun episode, as it always is. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Let me take you guys out and toss a couple pieces here. Oh, yeah, let's see it. See them all all kind of move around here, all right? All right. Where's where's Turnpike? We'll get I, around, I turn turnpike left. Turnpike oh. left. Turnpike's gone. Oh, 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 yeah, they're going, going for it. And get them moving. Oh, yeah. Some of them aren't even interested. <laughs> Not at all. They're, they just want to like, sit down that sun there. So. Put it in my mouth. But yeah, throw it right on my tongue, and I'll get it. <laughs> you, know, you know, these gators are well fed. Oh, man. <laughs> That is so cool. The vultures are moving. All right, Brandon, thank you so much. You're the best, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Yeah, I hope we see you in person soon. Come on out. Yeah, (laughs) we we need a live podcast out there with the Gators. (laughs) Have have yourself a good week. We'll see you next week with another one. All right. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.